Hello and welcome everyone to the Almost Awesome Podcast, the only show where the reviews are free but the cost to make them is in blood. I'm your host Tanner Rain Hirsch and today I am reviewing the movie Alita Battle Angel, a movie that was me- that was nearly 20 years in the making. I knew nothing about this movie or the manga it was based on, so thankfully this is not going to be one of those reviews where I mention it made sense in the manga and then instantly get my lunch money taken from me. Now, this movie is about a young cyborg woman found in a scrapyard below a supposedly utopian city called Zalem. Her savior is a scientist named Dr. Ito, played by Christoph Waltz, who lives in the ruined city underneath Zalem, called Iron City, the only two cities left in the far future after an apocalyptic event in the movie's past called The Fall. Dr. Ito takes the young girl back to his shop where he repairs her and gives her a new body and a new name, Alita, because she has no memory from her past. But it's soon realized that she's much more than she seems. With a brain that is older than she looks and a heart more advanced than any other cyborg in Iron City and a natural instinct for battle. Alita's enthusiastic desire to learn more about her new world leads her to uncover dangerous secrets about the city and herself. While this movie had a few things that I liked, it has a lot of problems. The first thing I noticed was the pacing. The movie spends barely any time at the beginning showing us anything about Alita other than her wide-eyed, pun intended, infatuation with the city, which becomes very tiresome very fast. The film uses this so everyone can deliver exposition to Alita and by extension the audience. While it's important to use exposition for world building, it's a lot more entertaining to be told how the world works through the character's actions rather than dialogue. This results in characters saying lines like, this city is a rough place, the strong prey on the weak down here is just brought up in regular conversation, which makes it sound more like a tour guide. Also, there's the character played by Jennifer Colley, who is the ex of Ido, who came from Zalem. When she runs into Alita, she notices her cyborg body, and then exchanges knowing looks with Ido. Immediately after this scene, they go right to a scene where she and Ido are walking, And she notices the body Alita has is the body that was made for her and Ito's daughter. It implies that Ito thinks of Alita as his daughter now. Then we get one short scene of Alita exploring the city with the first boy she meets and immediately decides that she doesn't need to meet anybody else before deciding that she'll just settle for this dude who bought her chocolate, which... You know, that would work for me too, but that doesn't make for a good movie and a good, interesting character. Then, the very next scene is with Connolly's character talking to Ito about her desire to return to Zalem and is working for a guy who's totally not evil, Vector. They reveal anything and everything that is intriguing about these characters right off the bat instead of revealing more about these characters as the story develops through them by having them say their wants and feelings and 
conveniently at the beginning, we lose interest in them. Actions speak louder than words, and that's how we as humans judge someone on their emotions. There's also a problem with the direction of this movie. Luckily, the only character with at least two dimensions to their character is our protagonist, Alita, played by Rosa Salazar. Her character traits range from childlike wonder to bloodthirsty warrior with very little in between. But what was really confusing is what exactly her wants and motivations are. Alita takes an immediate interest in motorball, the seemingly only and very deadly sport in Iron City, but when the plot-related things are happening, she wants to be one of the city's hunter-warriors, which take the place of police officers in this new reality. There isn't really a moment in this film where either Alita or one of the side characters are confused by why she's so adept at combat, which could have been a way to drive up some internal conflict that the characters could go through to help them learn and grow. But no, Alita isn't really challenged emotionally as a character. It's more how she is right and the only one capable of doing anything at any time. Now, I want to be clear that she is not a Mary Sue. I want to nip that in the butt right now. While her perspective is never really challenged, she does go through some physical defeats. Like when she's learning motorball for the first time, she gets knocked down a lot. Even though, in the same game where she's learning, she learns and adapts to the game very quickly and becomes a natural at it. But we did see the struggle, so that kind of counts as a little bit of growth. The first fight she gets into is when she discovers Ito is a hunter-killer himself after following him out one night concerned that he might be the one person who is killing women recently. But she finds out in a crazy plot twist that he was hunting the real killers. Well, okay, surprise plot twist. But then she goes up against three killer cyborgs and kills them very easily. Like, she kills two of them very easily. And the one big guy that's introduced just runs away. She even learns something from her past in this fight, which makes her believe that fighting actually helps bring back her memories. And it fills her desire to become a hunter-warrior, but still also wants to do motorball, but also wants to go to Zalem with the boy that she likes. Like I said, her motivations are kind of all over the place, and it makes it confusing when the characters are deciding what their next action take is. But her second fight with the big cyborg, she loses and almost dies, but she wins by the skin of her teeth and is only saved with a little help from her friends, even though it didn't really do much. It's the first real sense that this character is vulnerable, but it's undercut because she gets a super advanced body that can heal itself after that fight, and it's even more powerful. So it's like, oh, okay, so that didn't last long. It was really the only interesting fight because even though Alita still wins and does awesome moves, she still gets beat up even after she fought a whole room of cyborg bad guys previously. She had vulnerability. There were stakes. The ending fights 
she has is she's so powerful and unstoppable, it's almost like she's on cheat codes. The movie gets better as it goes on after you get past the eye-rolling dialogue and the action scenes are actually fun to watch. The CGI wasn't really that bad in this film because they used it to give the cyborgs like Alita exaggerated looks, which actually helps, you know, because it helps get past the uncanny valley because it looks like they've been modified to look like that. But the Uncanny Valley is visible in some parts of this movie, and it's like 85% CG on the screen, and they don't use enough of the actually built set and props, which are actually really well put together when they do use it. It's definitely one of the better anime adaptations. Things I think they could have improved on the story was probably having Ito more of an overprotective guardian at the beginning. Like, make him a bit more emotionally distant and treating Alita more like a little girl rather than her own person. What this could have done was actually filled her desire to get out more, but also made her suspicious of him of being the killer more plausible. She sees clues of him, like coming home hurt, and they could have used that to... So when it's revealed that he's a hunter warrior tracking down the real killers, she could have realized, oh... Maybe I shouldn't jump to conclusions and then jump right into the worst situations. Then, when they sit down to talk about it, then they could have let out that her body was meant for his daughter, and then she learns to understand and appreciate what he did for her. And then he learns not to be obsessively protective, and kind of relearns how to be a parent again, by being supportive and caring, but also letting Alita make her own decisions. This could have also helped Alita become a better warrior and then realize, oh, maybe I shouldn't just jump into every conflict right away. I should evaluate and then come up with a plan. That way, when she beats the big cyborgs and her rival hunter-killers and all these other big people at the end of the movie, it feels much more earned because... She's actually learned and grown as a person, so now she has become this big, powerful person that you believe, yeah, she can take down all these crazy-looking cyborgs. I think that little tweak would have made the story far better as paying and payoff goes. Pacing and payoff goes, sorry. So, if you're looking for a good action film... I would recommend going to see this movie. It's definitely, like I said, a better anime adaptation than probably really anything ever. I mean, it's no Dragon Ball Evolution, but let's be honest, nothing will ever top that cinematic masterpiece. So anyway, that's going to finish my review today. I'm going to try and get a uh, review of Kingdom Hearts 3 up very soon. I've been playing the crap out of that game and getting completely hooked. So that's going to be my next review. Hopefully I can get that up in uh, the next day, so uh, you'll see that very soon. And uh, working on some other stuff and some other reviews, and like I said, I'm always welcome to people commenting and uh, sending me messages on my reviews and telling me what they think and maybe what they would like me to review next because I want this to be a discussion. So if you want me to review a movie, a show, or a book and let 
and want to know what I think about it, just let me know and I'd be happy to talk about it. So that's going to be it for me tonight, guys, and I will see you next time. 